0: This is another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm your co-host, Robert. Hey, and I'm Mickey. It's good to be here, Robert. Yeah, likewise. Looking forward to digging into some Twitter today. Twitter's
1: Twitter's said such an interesting past. I still remember when I first joined Twitter, the homepage of the site was all the tweets. And I remember being amazed that I could refresh it and there were like 10 new tweets every few seconds. And now they're up <laughs> to hundreds of thousands per second. In the old days, you could see the homepage was... All the tweets we've come so far to to where we are today it's it's interesting we have indeed
0: twitter has definitely adapted and changes more ways than just that oh yes, uh, for since, sure since coming out and what was that 2006 something like that yeah uh, yeah might have been before i think it was before yeah, it's around there yeah yeah right, right. i think a few years after facebook it was still definitely one of the earlier social media platforms still Among the biggest, uh, but, you know, definitely got some some bumpy road maybe ahead for them. Yeah, so we'll see what's there. But let's start, I guess, how is Twitter different from other social platforms in your eyes? To me, the biggest thing that Twitter has that makes them stand out is the character limit on their posts. Mm -hmm. With Facebook, I can put a long rambling rant about my political opinions and why they're right and everyone else is dumb. I think it's like 5,000 characters on Facebook oh my or something. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. way longer than anybody wants to read. And, yep. and it's kind of the same on most other social platforms. On Instagram or on even LinkedIn, I can just post a long, long thing. On Twitter, I'm limited to, in today's uh, terms, is it 280 characters? Yep. Yeah, awesome. where it used to be 140. And that started out because I believe that was all you could send in, like, a short message format. Um, Yeah, it
1: started as a text messaging service, which is limited to 160 characters. Right. So they left 20 for some of the metadata to go with it and gave you 140 to do. Because it was just a text service. Actually, it was just an internal tool they were playing with to text each other. They didn't mean to make a product out of it, but here we are. But, yeah, that was the limit originally. And that quickly disappeared, but they kept the limit, which people liked. And now they've doubled it, which people don't like as well some. But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. progress I
0: think some people do like the longer like oh I, I need just more space to to say my short mini rant right <laughs> but in my mind yeah the, the shorter the better because it allows you to be succinct if you can't you know it allows you to forces you to kind of be a little bit more creative with what you have to say so that is by far the the biggest thing that stands out about twitter
1: yeah that limit is great too because it forces you to to condense your thoughts too you know there's the attributed to Blaise pascal there's some argument there but if I had more time I would have written a shorter letter like it takes time to be concise and so Twitter forces that on you a little bit and you have to kind of rethink your tweets and really word it well if you're constrained. But if they give you an open thing, you can just type whatever you want and off you go. So Absolutely, yeah. So
0: as a kind of more of a Twitter purist, I, I like that some people don't like it as much and that's why they don't use Twitter as often. Yeah, exactly. So how can Twitter work well for businesses? Well, I mean, like we said, it's certainly one of the oldest and still largest uh, social media platforms. It still has a lot of active users and there is certainly a very kind of clear user base that they have. So, I mean, it's got a good audience that you could potentially go after for your business. For sure. You need to be aware of who your audience is and then, you know, what the Twitter audience could be. So as long as you're aware of that and you're going after the kind of right people for your business, again, there's a, a good opportunity to connect there. Like we said, short form, so it's a little bit easier sometimes to create the content. There's still visual elements you can add to Twitter, but, you know, sometimes it's easy to just post something, an update about your business, or it's very news focused, even more so than some of the other social media yep. platforms. That is another sure. kind of differentiator is uh, it's it's because it's so fast, because it's so short and quick, it tends to be very timely and very news oriented. So if you have those elements to your business, if you want to put out a press release or an update about a new employee or something, uh, it, it's a good opportunity to, to share that type of content.
1: Agreed, yeah, Twitter can do a lot of great things for a business, but what are some places where Twitter might not be a good fit, or what are some reasons it might not?
0: Unfortunately, I think this list has uh, grown and, and <laughs> yeah. growing a little bit longer. It's, in my eyes, becoming a little bit less relevant for most businesses, not all businesses, certainly. Um, I mean, it's, it's not a bad place to be, but unfortunately, it just because of how quick that turnover is if you you know post something on Facebook it it may continue to reach people for another day or two Twitter you I mean you have a very short window If like if you're not reaching people within like 30 to 45 minutes of when you've posted that thing it's kind of washed away in a flood yeah. of a lot more content agree <laughs> uh, so you you just have a much shorter window you have to post a lot more often for that reason uh, you have to engage a lot more uh, I mean Twitter the good thing is there's a lot of conversations happening, a lot of you know trending hashtags. So you have the opportunity to join those conversations, but at the same time, you can get washed away by all of that stuff right. happening. So uh, I mean, just anecdotally, you know, here at Green Mellon, we manage you know the social media platforms for several of our clients, and on Twitter, we just we very often see low engagement rates, especially compared to some of the other social media platforms. So it's just becoming a lot less engaging for businesses, I, I think. Personally and for you know a lot of individuals uh, it can have a higher level of engagement for but for brands and companies uh, it, it becomes a lot more difficult for people to I guess engage and build a good following on on Twitter Agreed. Yeah, I've seen
1: the same kind of same kind of situation, you know different social networks work differently Yeah, you know, Twitter does seem to be more personal personally focused. I guess yeah beneficial but still can be very helpful for businesses
0: so how could a business take advantage of Twitter to the extent possible? Well, I mean, I think one of the ways is you could potentially pivot is not just completely relying on like your brand's Twitter profile. Um, maybe you engage some individuals like your CEO or some of the C-suite folks or, I mean, even just any employee who has a personal following. I mean, there's a messy line between the professional and the personal there. For but sure. like, hey, help us use your small following, but potentially getting a higher level of engagement because you're an individual. Who works for our company? So engaging with your employees, I think, is is one way to do that. Uh, I mean, even just knowing the limitations and knowing the quirks of the platform, knowing that you're going to have to post a lot more often. I think, as long as you're aware of some of those things, you can start to kind of use them to your advantage or work around them. Especially because, again, knowing that there's a lot of those conversations, and if you're if you're following a hashtag or you're seeing a trend or you're basically engaging with some of those people who are you know quote unquote influencers or who are active on Twitter and you can get them to engage with your brand, you're going to have a lot more success because you're, again, playing into what's already engaging rather than trying to kind of start your own snowball and start your own conversation that may never get off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Conversations on Twitter can be
1: fantastic. When yeah. You with the ball rolling. So that's a great point. Yeah. So you mentioned that Twitter, it's gotten a little worse over time. Let's unpack that a little bit more. So. What are some ways you see Twitter maybe slipping
0: up a little bit? One of the thing, again, some of this is, is very colored by my own personal perception. And I think you and yeah. I tend to agree on these things. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, cement it as truth, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think so much of what Twitter's advantage was and so much of what made them, you know, stand out in the crowded social media space was their simplicity, right? It was 140 yep. characters. It was just, hey, we're just posting updates. We don't have all this kind of other nonsense like Facebook is just is so cluttered with marketplace and games and yeah. live and all these kind of other things. And I was I liked the kind of purity of Twitter And that it's just, I mean, it's really just kind of like text and a couple images or whatever and that's, that's your content. Yeah. They have been swayed, I think, a lot more because they've seen the popularity of Instagram stories and Clubhouse <laughs> as an audio format and all these kind of other things. So they've added a lot more features, which can seem like a good thing, but then it's it's never quite certain, like, well, what is Twitter now? What are they for? And I think they've a little bit lost that sense of, like, what what are they trying to accomplish? How are they different? Why do they stand out? They're they're muddying the waters a lot when it comes to that. So it's, it's a little disappointing to see that shift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned they went from 140 to 280 characters, and now it looks like they're going to be adding a feature they're at least playing with called articles that let you post really long form content, which... Again, makes it feel like all the other social networks. And yes. then things like Spaces, that was for the uh, Clubhouse clone. They have newsletters you can do now through it. Just all kinds of stuff. So they even have a, a paid program now for two ninety nine a month. You can undo your tweets and get rid of ads. And that maybe in and of itself is okay. Sure. Because that's not really adding
0: clutter. But the other ones are just more, more and more features for feature's sake. It seems. Right. I, I would be surprised if many people jumped on that paid Twitter blue but yeah, I mean, that is really just elevating some of the other things that was, you know, already enhanced with Twitter. But yeah, adding newsletters and adding this other thing and this other thing, like it's kind of just making it a Frankenstein. that's a lot harder to recognize what it's actually for. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think that they may start to kind of degrade and erode some of the people who like to use it, like me and right. like you, because it's like, what, what am I even using this for? What's do I have to figure out this whole new thing, or should I just give up on it completely? Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Evernote, where
1: Evernote was a simple note-taking tool, and then for years they kept adding more features and more features and more features and kind of lost their way, and now they're rolling all that back for the most part. They're getting rid of okay. recipes and you know all the extra stuff to make it just a pure note-taking tool again. And I wonder if Twitter might follow suit where, over the years, they choose, Let, let's simplify a bit and get rid of the newsletters, and you know we'll see. I, I'm not sure they will, but it'd be interesting to jump ahead 10 years and see where we are
0: sure and i think a lot of it will depend on how people respond to it and if they use it or engage on it or i mean it may be too late they may have lost too much of their audience and it's hard to get them back even after you you kind of embrace your simplicity uh you know where they started out from and i will also say another thing that we haven't addressed yet is we did an episode on linkedin uh, a little while back that we'd encourage you to listen to and one of the advantages of linkedin is it's it is uh, a lot more free of some of the negative and especially political conversations. For sure. Uh, Twitter is very much uh, aflame with all of those <laughs> things. You can really see kind of the worst of the internet in a lot of ways with just some of the negativity and the name calling and bullying and a lot of that just really toxic stuff. You can find corners of Twitter that are a lot more positive and especially if you're in a business space and you're just talking about your industry news, if you're talking about marketing or something like that, it can be a lot more sanitized, but it. It can also get dark very, very quickly <laughs> if, if, because people are just willing to like there's there can be anonymity on Twitter, and so people just let that let that be a license to kind of run wild, and that is certainly disappointing as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, LinkedIn is so different because you can't really be anonymous there. I think I think you could to some degree, but basically, if someone posts something political, all the comments that come up that I've seen are saying get that out of here. Like this is not the place right. for that. And it's really, get that out of here, Bob, because it's it's someone you connect right. with, you know, it's right. not just a random bot out there, you know, so LinkedIn has its advantages there, but again, being so tight on things has disadvantages. If you want to be able to speak freely and self-Twitter is a yeah. better place to go, but yeah, it can lead to some dark places real fast.
0: Right. And you mentioned bots, which is certainly another thing that is being talked a lot on Twitter a lot yeah. right now is there are a lot of fake and spam accounts that, I mean, some people are using to push their own agenda, be it political or whatever, like, they're they're leveraging some of that kind of, I guess, darkness and that anonymity right. to to say certain things, and so Twitter can has definite disadvantages, and, and you just have to be aware of that, and you can avoid it uh, if you're intentional about it. But uh, yeah, it, it is just like the internet in a way that, oh, yeah. that there's a lot of uh, negative things out there. And the bots piece
1: is interesting too, because bots can be good. I mean, sure. not all bots on Twitter are bad. So you talk about all these bots there, and I venture to say most are bad. But you have things like Seth Godin we've talked about before. I don't know that his is a bot, but his Twitter account, he doesn't go on. It just yeah. tweets his blog post every day. That's all it does. So maybe a human, maybe a bot. It doesn't matter. If it's a bot, it's, it's a good bot. That's yeah. doing a good thing. He's got 780,000 followers or something just to see his post. So bots can be good, and Twitter used to really push that more with their API and trying to integrate everywhere, and they've kind of shied away from that, which I think is a mistake as well. But yeah, there's certainly a lot of bad bots, too, and in, in dealing with that is remarkably yeah. difficult. I mean, I give... Twitter, and I'll give Facebook you know, credit for doing the best they can because it's so hard to stop all that, that mess out there. But Twitter seems to be more,
0: more of a, a good place for those people to go, and so it becomes a lot harder to keep clean. Absolutely, yeah. So hopefully your business gives Twitter a shot. Again, be aware of all these kind of potential uh, pitfalls uh, of the platform. I mean, it's certainly something that I think both Mickey and I enjoy going on personally and- Correct, oh yeah. And we'll be interested to see the future of the platform. I was gonna say, we kind of ended
1: on a negative note there, but you and I both use it quite a bit and love it and engage with folks. It's a fantastic place to be, just
0: going with the right expectations. Absolutely, yes. So, if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of The Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmellon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.